It is time for a bonus track episode. You know, I was thinking about this. We do some really great bonus episodes. And, and I think it'd be cool if we did them a little more often. But what kind of bonus is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, those, those listeners out there who have, have been with us from the beginning know that originally we had a segment that we were going to do on a semi-regular basis called Hidden Track, which we were going to do at the end of an episode, which turned out, of course, to be incredibly naive because we never had extra time at ends of episodes so this this is kind of like the logical evolution of that idea yeah so so every once in a while it's gonna you know it's gonna be a nice short little thing but every once in a while when we've just got a lot of stuff we want to cover that we can't fit into epi- a regular episode we'll just uh do a you know little 15 or 20 minute episode um, to catch up on a whole bunch of stuff and we'll try and actually get some music in a little bit of music as well so rob how's it going my friend it's going really well i gotta say i'm still kind of riding the buzz off of last episode i think that last episode is my favorite episode so far might be mine too yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved the episodes with the guests, and those were special in their own way, but it felt like everything just sort of fell into place uh, with last episode. Just a lot of amazing and, and really interesting music to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that that's my my hope is that that's uh, kind of the um, the standard for moving forward is just because I'm looking at the rest of 1978 and it's just we're gonna have a lot of great conversations about <laughs> a lot a lot of great music. A so. lot of I, I imagine a lot of really long conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, I you you start getting a sense of oh this is going to be a good episode as you're recording it sometimes uh-huh. but then for me because I do the editing um the way that I know that we're probably on to a great episode is when I turn around and realize I have to cut out a ton of content so now, this now that is happened that, that happened last episode right yeah, yeah, we had to cut out um, over 40 minutes worth of stuff, which is really the was the motivation for doing this, so mm-hmm. that we could go back and cover some of the stuff that we talked about that that I just had to cut out because of time. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna spend um, some time talking about last episode and and covering some stuff that that we want to cover and then. Talk a little bit about what's coming up and then maybe even talk about a current event or two, which we never do, but is (laughs) um, uh, surprisingly relevant for this podcast. I came across a current event, so that's something to look forward to. So I just want I just want to point out how incredibly unprepared I was for last episode. I, I, it's, it's the most unprepared I've ever been for a regular episode <laughs> yeah. because, um, at work it, it was just 
absolutely crazy the two weeks up, up to that. And so then finally on that Friday, we sent our team off to Paraguay. And then as soon as we did that, I hopped in my car and, and drove out to my dad's ranch and spent the holiday weekend doing ranch work. And then hopped back in my car, drove home, got home for an hour, and then we recorded. Yeah. And well, so there you, were... You were talking about not being prepared at all. Uh, yeah. You know, I, of course... We, we know about what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about. We know the music that we're gonna play ahead of time, and I was ready and prepared. I was prepared a long time ago. So when it came time to actually do it, I was not ready because <laughs> because yeah. I had just kind of rested on what I already knew, and and yeah. that was all gone by the time it kind it came time to to, to yeah. record. But it seemed to, it worked out for us, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I and I kind of alluded. It. Um, to it in a couple of sections in last episode where I mentioned that there were a couple of albums that I just didn't listen to because I had to prioritize (laughs) my time. Something tells me, though, you probably would have put those couple of albums off anyway. (laughs) No, no, I would have. Typically, I would have gotten to, you know, to the Runaways and the Ramones, but it was it, it was just obvious that I wasn't great. Yeah. You know, if, if I had had a couple of more hours, I would have gone back and listened to um, the 999 album again rather than tackle the run, Runaways. But so all the so um, <laughs> the episode. Before that, the We Turn One uh, birthday episode, I I had edited it, but I hadn't actually gone back and listened to it until the drive home um, at the end of the holiday weekend. And I noticed a couple of uh, little corrections that I feel obligated to make. one is about the Jens Lechman song, the first oh, yeah. song that we featured, um, with this the word wedding in the title, and there was a name of a location, and I didn't know how to pronounce it. Well, listening to the episode coming back, <laughs> I realized in the, fir- the first line of the song, he says the name of the location. So it is, it, it almost rhymes with Fred Astaire. So it's, um, the name of the song is, I'm still not going to get this exactly right, but it's Wedding in Fenestaire. Nice. Or something very close to it. Yeah. So I, I just felt, felt a little sheepish because song was pronounced right there at the beginning of the song. Um, um, since, since we're on the, the topic of Inselectman, uh, yeah. I do I do want to throw in that a regular listener of ours ha, um, heard that that episode, and she says that she's looked for more Jens Lechman after this because now she's a, a fan. She just kind of liked what we played and wanted to hear oh, more. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know what? I have never met or had a conversation with anybody who is familiar with his music, so. Um, I if if there are any listeners out there who were already familiar with Jens Lechman, I would love to to hear about it because I I have never met anyone who's ever heard his stuff. 
Yeah, well, apparently Sarah is a new fan, so she's awesome. She's, awesome. You know, she can she can spread the word for yeah. sure. Um, and the other goof up I noticed uh, is um, <laughs> David Hell. Yes. Poor David Hell. So, yeah. so I I've had this thing this problem um, for. I don't know, almost a year now, and I've always been able to edit it out of the episodes, but I didn't get it this time. For some reason, I think that Richard Hell's name is David Hell. I, I remember I remember now in that episode that we did Richard Hell, you kept referring to him as David Hell, and I kept having to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> like three or four I, times, and it was just hysterical. Like we both laughed about it. You're like, did I do it again? <laughs> I have no idea where I got David Hell. It's not like, oh, I knew a David Hell when I was a kid. Or, well, the, or the Hell family, you know, the Hell yeah. family. What do you? They're all over the place. But, but in the in the section where I like quickly ran down all of the bands that we had covered, it was spelled correctly in my spreadsheet, and it was in the R's. But I still uh, uh, referred to him as David Hell. Well, so, maybe there's a David Hell out there someplace, and he's yeah. getting a lot of new press. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I after a good seven or ten times where where I had to edit it out, this one actually slipped through. So, well, that's great. We're only human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Let's get back to last episode. Mm -hmm. Something that I wanted to mention, it just slipped my mind when we were talking about Wire's um, second album, Chairs Missing, and yeah. your pick, Practice Makes Perfect. Um, I just want to point out that I think there is a good chance that this song is the single greatest moment for the musical instrument, the triangle. I yeah. love the triangle in this song. I mean, I can't think of another song where the triangle has such a singular and important part of a song and adds so much to it. So let's, uh, let's listen to that section and just marvel at how only a band like wire can elevate the lowly triangle into something really kind of brilliant we're gonna bask in the glory of the triangle It's, it's one of the simplest, uh, oldest instruments in, in music, and you never hear about anybody using it. Now, of course, it gets used it gets used a lot, I think, but... Yeah, but, but who, who notices who, it? Yeah, who and, talks about and it, really, right? Yeah, and in this case, there is no other instrument that would have worked. That was the exact perfect instrument used in exactly the right way and exactly the right song. So, hooray for the 
triangle. Yeah, it might be the reason I like this song with Beth. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, speaking of wire, um, you know, we we talk a lot about the three, uh, the first three albums, the three mm -hmm. classic wire albums, oh, and. Yeah. Um, how different they are and how different people prefer different albums, 90% right. of them being Pink Flag. But, um, and in the past I have compared Pink Flag to the musical equivalent of a crazy person running up to you in a bar and throwing a bunch of napkins down with crazy ideas written on it. That well, sounds I've, like fun. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got another another analogy as far as the difference between these three albums, as far as conversations. So the the first three albums are three very distinctly different types of conversations. So the first one is like a guy comes up to you and yells at you, and half of it is in a language you don't even understand, okay. right? The second one is like Wire is having a conversation with you. They are communicating with you. It's like a, a normal, intelligent, captivating conversation. Okay. And then 154 is like Wire is a, a person who's like in a fugue state and just like muttering as they're having some sort of hallucination and you're just trying to get little pieces of what's going on in this altered state that they're in. I find your description there really interesting, especially since you have told me that you have a feeling I'm really going to get into 154. Um, you know, we, we covered it a bit already, um, but, but, and, and, and we, we went through it. I mean, we did. Listening to it singularly, I think you're right that I'm really going to love it. But that that just sounds fun. The ramblings of you know, <laughs> I mean, that just sounds yeah. like something I'd get into anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, let's talk about our next episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Really I'm getting really excited about next episode, which is our deep dive on Buzzcocks. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of Buzzcocks in the last week. How about yeah. you? I have been listening to nothing but Buzzcocks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now, is this the first time you've ever heard any of their music after they reformed in the late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. Um, no. So I, I, when I was with Music World Radio, I did play some of their later stuff, only a uh -huh. couple songs. Um, yeah. But but I hadn't heard much of it. In fact, I really think after their reforming, I'd only maybe heard two or three songs at the most. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd ever heard a um, Buzzcock song that was done after what 1982, 83 yeah. when they yeah. when they uh, initially broke up. So this was all new to me. I don't want to give anything away about my reactions to it, but um, right. Right. they were, I did not realize that they actually put out more albums when they reformed than they, than they did initially. Now now you're talking studio albums, not 
collection. Studio albums, album. yes, that's right. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they went so long, like they their last album, I think, was in 2014. Uh, that sounds about right. Now, Pete yeah. Shelley has passed away since then. So yeah, we, he died in 2018. We, uh, yeah, that's right. So that is uh, almost certainly the last uh, Buzzcocks album the world will ever see. Uh, yeah, um, quite a talent that guy. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I've got a lot to say about Pete Shelley for next. Uh, now, so uh, and their their the stuff that they put out when they were originally together, just uh-huh. impeccable. Oh Talk about a consistent yeah. band. Um, yeah. uh, I oh, we're gonna hear so much good music. Well, I, I now, will tell you this: we we were playing. I'm, I've been playing Buzzcocks in the house, uh, yeah, just so I can stay in the groove. And um, my wife, the first thing she says is, uh, "I think we need to own more Buzzcocks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it just it makes me sad that there isn't more Buzzcocks to yeah. own. That's you right. know. Uh, particularly of the of the early stuff. Uh, so, excellent band, a lot of great music. That's part of why I'm excited about yeah, next episode. Yeah, there's but something am, also, isn't there? Yeah, I am excited about the guest that oh, we're having. Yeah, me too, me too. So, um, there is a little podcast called This Is Modern Rock. It's been around for... Um, what three or four years at this yeah. point yeah. and um when we decided that we were gonna start um inviting guests on the show uh, we, we had some personal friends we had touched base with but the 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 first person that we did a uh i guess it would be the email equivalent of a cold call was to Will, the the host of This Is Modern Rock. Yeah, uh, he, because, he's really knowledgeable. I'm sorry, he's, yeah. he's really knowledgeable about the music that he covers. Um, yeah. And I think that's really cool that he actually, in his podcast, covers a whole different section of music than we do. Well, yeah, and it's just, it's he seems like sort of the perfect fit for us because his podcast chronologically picks up pretty much right where we will end off yeah. so we we go up to 1986 and he his podcast starts when the modern rock charts start which i believe is 1988 so and of course he covers a lot of the the um artists that we cover we cover them as snotty young punks and by the time he gets to them they're sort of like elderly statesmen of modern <laughs> and alternative rock. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. And when we reached out, uh, when we reached out to him and said, uh, what, what band would you like to talk about? Man, it was like, boom, Buzzcocks. Yeah. Buzzcocks you was know? the obvious choice for him. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited about that. We're going to record that in a couple of days and I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. You know, I, I I went back and I'm listening to to his podcast, and you know he, he covers bands like Susie and the Banshees, The Cure, mm-hmm. and, and Oingo Boingo. You know, our favorites, of course. And and it's kind of interesting to listen to what they've become 
I mean, we know what they become, but like to listen to, like you said, they're already veterans in the music industry by the time he starts covering them and they have their, their act down pat. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it, it's a good show. It's a good show. And it's going to be great to have him on board. Yeah. Yeah. So you ready to talk a little current events? Okay. Yeah. What's up? It's not often we get to talk current events considering the era that we cover, but, um, it has been brought to my attention um, via NPR. For some reason, NPR is just very excited, seems to be very excited about this. Um, uh-huh. our, one of our favorite Zolo bands, the, um, Sparks, is having a moment this summer. And I thought we should talk about yeah. Sparks having a moment. So there are two movies coming out this, this summer um that are about or by sparks are you are are you aware of either of these are these on your radar no this is totally new to me i'm 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 excited though okay so the first one is a documentary uh directed by one of my favorite filmmakers which is edgar wright you're familiar with edgar wright right yeah Yeah. so he did he did Shaun of the dead and all of those just hilarious offbeat movies. I don't know that I've ever seen a documentary. I don't even know if he's ever done a documentary before, but it makes perfect sense that when, when he finally got around to one, it would be on Sparks because he's a quirky filmmaker and they're a, they're a quirky couple of guys that make quirky music. So, um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And then there's also a movie coming out called Annette, which is um, a musical written, uh, both the screenplay and the music are written by the Mail Brothers, who of course uh, make up yeah. Sparks. Um, and it's, you know, it's got uh, Adam Driver in it and Michelle Williams. And so it's gonna be, and as far as I know, it's all like new original music. So I'm definitely going to keep, I, I don't think I'm quite ready to go to the theater and watch a movie yet. Um, but I'm definitely going to keep, you know, as soon as it's released on DVD, it's going to the top of my Netflix. Yes, I still have Netflix DVD. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think that existed still. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I only have it because I got it a long time ago and I'm never unsubscribed. So I'm just legacy. They're they're probably wishing, you know, my, the original subscription was I could just always have two DVDs out so I could uh, cycle through as many in a month as as I could possibly yeah. consume. And, and there's now nobody there's nobody waiting for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they've now it's I get two a month. Period. So yeah. they're they're slowly trying to squeeze me out of my yeah. legacy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm holding on because I, f- I figured at some point I figured at some point that they'd be like you know what you're the only guy doing Netflix DVD just keep them keep them it's okay you don't have to return them (laughs) well well the thing is now with all these streaming services 
there are certain titles that unless you subscribe to every single streaming service, you just will never get a chance to see, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's the only way that I can see certain titles uh, without going to the theater or paying for a new streaming service. So and Netflix. So Annette and, and um, uh, the Sparks Brothers. The Sparks Brothers. Looking forward so to that. I, I think to celebrate the fact that Sparks are having a moment, we should listen to a Sparks song. I picked their most popular song on Spotify because although we're going to be talking about Sparks a lot because yeah. they, they release all, almost an album every year, they did not, I don't think they released one in 1978, but that um that is an anomaly um one of their their most famous songs is a song called uh this town ain't big enough for the two of us obviously in reference to the um bugs bunny cartoon and it was released in like 73 74 so it was before we jumped in um on the timeline mm -hmm. And uh, so this is really the only chance we're going to get to listen to um, this song. <laughs> just listening to that song uh, right before we started recording and uh, I, I mean it's definitely the Sparks the, I, this is so, this music is so much fun <laughs> it's so much fun yeah so I was as I've mentioned in the past I was familiar with Sparks but they're but them at their very very new waviest you know where right. it's all since and everything and i i never really thought of them as like the new wave version of queen but you go back and you listen to this song and um they are they are definitely they've got some pretty heavy queen vibes in there um so like I said, it's it's just a blast. I mean, I, I like what uh, what the lead singer does with his voice, and you know the vocals yeah. are just just really cool. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, were you familiar with that song? Not really, not really. Yeah. Um, I think I must have when we first started talking about Sparks. I think I played it, and just because I wanted to hear more of their music. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, not 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 really. Yeah, they are. Um, they are as probably as close to uh, 
a living, breathing Looney Tune cartoon exactly. as uh, you're ever going to find. So it's a appropriate subject matter that they cover in that song. Uh, I just have one other uh, point of business I'd like to touch base on. Um, before before we, we get into uh, that, because... Yeah, yeah, of course. Because we were just talking about our, uh, you know, the Sparks movies. Um, I, I saw something come up across social media that caught my eye that I thought would be kind of cool to mention here. Uh, just dawned on me, but there is a concert, a tour taking place in 2022 i think um one of their one of their venues is in pasadena and it's like blondie and morrissey and berlin and all of these bands that you know that we're covering and that we really dig um Mm -hmm. are going to be at this concert which i just thought was kind of cool i'm glad that they're like getting together for a you know for a big tour yeah yeah i mean that sort of thing has been going on those nostalgia type tours, those right. new waves nostalgia tours. Um, they seem to every five or seven years, well, there seems to be a new one that pops up um, that it always intrigues me, but I'm just not a festival type guy. Yeah, so, yeah. I, and I, I understand those kind of concerts take place, but to me, this is a little, to me, this is more important than say, I don't know, Bullet Boys and Lover Boys and Poison getting together to do a concert, you know? Well, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt, but I just had no, to mention it. <laughs> no, no, no. And and I think we should probably in the future be maybe a little bit more, well, I think we, I mean, we're only a year old, so we haven't had a chance to be mindful of live um you know, opportunities to see beloved bands live. So yeah, yeah. moving forward as as venues start opening up again, um, you know, we can, I don't know that I want to take that on as an official duty of ours to keep everybody mm. informed about who's mm-hmm. touring. Um, well, but it is, uh, it is relevant current events. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll keep a, uh, you know, a, We'll keep look out of the corner of our eye for opportunities to yeah, for uh, sure. to talk right. about that stuff. <clears throat> um, so I have many, many, many times referred to this very influential punk compilation, Cherry Red Records mm-hmm. punk compilation that I had when I was a kid that ha- is like responsible for 80% of the the UK 70s punk bands that I'm that I know of that information came from this compilation well I finally figured out the the official name of that compilation the compilation was called burning ambitions and it is not officially the history of UK punk. It just says it's the history of punk. But I think almost all of the bands are English, mm-hmm. or or at least in in Europe. Yeah. 
So just just running through the 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 song list. Yeah, yeah. There were only two bands off the top of my head uh, I, I could identify as being like American punk bands. So there was a um, Dead Kennedys song on there, and then nice. there was a uh, Johnny Thunder and the Heartbreaker song. And I think just about everything else is UK or Europe, but almost mostly UK. It's very, very English centric. Um, and I had it in my mind that it was three cassettes. I had it on cassette, um, but it's only listed as having been two, being a two record set. So I might have been mistaken on that. Um, or maybe it was split up in the U.S. Maybe it was split up onto three cassettes. But that is the name of the compilation that uh, that I always refer to. It's called Burning Ambitions. Going way back to the vault, man. Good job. Yeah, it Good was. Job. It was just driving me crazy. Uh, for some reason, I could not remember that. I just remember that it was Cherry Red Records, and that was that was it. So, so now you know. Um, Oh, and I also want to sh um, give a shout out to Ryan, one of our listeners, who brought uh, an important fact to our attention that, uh, and I'm going to defer back to the fact that I was so unprepared for this last episode because I obviously didn't, for the rich kids, I didn't even bother going to um, Wikipedia to look them up. So I think it was a combination, I guess, of of me being really pressed for time and me just not giving a damn because <laughs> of the music. But he he brought to our attention um, that along with um, Glenn Matlock of the uh, Sex Pistols, um, Midjuri or Your, it's pronounced Your, right? Okay, Midjuri. Um, who would become the lead singer of Ultravox after John Fox leaves was also part of the Rich Kids. And this, to me, is important information. Um, so he, he was um, the lead singer. I don't know that he sang lead vocals on every song, but he, he sang lead vocals, at least on most of them. And this does not bode well for <laughs> Ultravox moving forward. Oh, um, <laughs> because he his performance in The Rich Kids is very uninspiring and bland. Uh, well, it's, it's like he's, he's singing like he's... I mean, it, it, you know, it feels bored, you know. Yeah, it yeah, feels... right, right, exactly, exactly. So, um, so it's going to be interesting to, to once we get to the next Ultravox album, the first post-John um, Fox uh, release, yeah. to just hear, because I'm familiar with, with all of the Ultravox albums, uh, from here on out, I had most of them when I was a kid, yeah. um, and I never got super excited about them. And I don't know if it was how much of it was because of the vocals. So, 
interesting fact, I think relevant and important to note. So a uh, shout out to Ryan for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan. Well, I I think we powered through all of all of my notes. Um, we we wanted to keep this short and sweet, so I think we did that. Yeah. Um, you want to tell everybody how they can uh, reach out to us and just like Ryan did. Absolutely. So you can email us at deepdies.deepcuts at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on our Instagram, Deep Dies and Deep Cuts, or you can uh, find us on Facebook the same way. Eh, we've even got a Twitter, so you can catch us there as well. Um, I won't give any phone numbers out because Joseph has a day <laughs> job. So, um, but but you can you can get all of us easy. Yeah, and uh, I also want to um, sh shout out to um, our listeners. There's not a lot of them, but the ones who have already gone to Apple Podcasts and left a review. We we got a really lovely one from um, a listener in the UK just last week um, that... Uh, was lovely and um so my thanks goes out to all of our listeners who have done that and a reminder for those who haven't that the more written reviews we get the uh increased visibility we get on the apple podcast platform that means we get in front of more eyeballs and that means we get more listeners so yeah, when, you, when you write a review the pod gods actually can tell that you're listening otherwise they, they don't know they that's right you're just downloading this stuff and that's it <laughs> so leave a review yeah so one week and it's the deep dive on buzzcocks so i think we have no choice but to go out on a buzzcock song um this is one of the very first buzzcock songs i ever heard it was Surprise, surprise, off of the Burning Ambitions uh, compilation album. Um, and I think Boredom was on that as well. And Great. those were yeah. probably the first two Buzzcock songs I ever heard. Um, kind of a monster, um, satirical punk sex song really really one of the very best yeah well you tried it just for once find it all right for kicks but now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're an orgasm addict you're an orgasm addict sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines so your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans and you're an orgasm addict you're an orgasm addict But you still keep it beating your meat to pulp and you're all 